At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. And we are live, everybody, from my house. This is a very special edition of the Cafe Hangout. Thank you for joining me. My name is Wei Ting. This will be a solo edition of the Cafe Hangout. It'll be my very first solo edition of the Cafe Hangout. And, you know, it's been a a big week of adjustment for a lot of people. Uh, And that includes John Pollock, uh, who's Thursday at the moment is going to be taken up by some extra parental duties. So uh, we've chosen to give him the day off so that he could be with Max. He might be watching right now. If you are, John, feel free to join the chat room and interact with everybody. But otherwise, you're kind of stuck with me, but I won't be alone. Uh, I got two very special guests joining me later today. Uh, first of which will be Matt Nix of Freelance Wrestling. He'll be joining us to talk about uh, their upcoming fundraiser show that's taking place on saturday called warehouse wars it's in uh, partnership with pro wrestling tees and they're of course doing this to help raise funds for a lot of independent wrestlers who sadly will be out of work uh due to the cancellation of wrestlemania weekend um so on top of that i'll be joined by a longtime listener of the show his name is ahmad bud a lot of you will remember him from our old old uh wind away review away days He, he was our main photoshopper but aside from being an expert photoshopper he also happens to be somebody who knows a great deal about mental health because he is a professionally licensed counselor. And he'll be joining us to uh, talk about, you know, some of the, the mental side effects of what's going on right now. Um, a lot of you guys, you know, seem to enjoy our chat with uh, Dr. Alex Patel. And, you know, it, it kind of made me realize that there's definitely a hunger out there for more than just wrestling discussion at this point in time. So, you know. Beyond that, on the news side of things, I'm not really going to focus on that today because that's not really what I'm good at. That's not really my jam. I, I leave that to John Pollock and Andrew Thompson on the website to keep all of us updated. And uh, you you guys will instead, you know, fill out the rest of the content. I want to talk to every single one of you who wants to call in for, for a talk. I mean, I think we can all use that sort of, a, you know, um, camaraderie now more than ever. So I'm going to open the phone lines very quickly right now and do call in. I'd love to know how you're doing in your part of the world, where you are from, of course, um, how you're kind of dealing with self-isolation, if you're doing that. Um, if you want to talk about wrestling, I'd love to talk about it. You know, John and I put up our review of Rewind Dynamite last night, and certainly a lot of people disagreed with what we felt about it. I mean, if you haven't listened to it, John and I, I think, had a lot of concerns about the responsibility of a company like AEW putting on a show like that with perhaps as many people that that were present as as there were but i mean and i realized this while while like you know going through my timeline reading our feedback uh, a lot of people loved the show uh found it to be an excellent distraction from from everything that was going on and as a result i'd love to 
you know, have the discussion and, and kind of know what you guys feel, how you guys felt about it. So phone lines are open, everybody, right away here. We got, uh, you can Skype us at Post Wrestling or call me at one seven three two eight hundred forty four twenty three. Apologize if I don't get to your phones right away because I am a one-man operation here. Uh, operating the phones, operating this this OBS, and doing everything myself. So, I uh, do call in everybody, but first things first, I gotta hit my French press and plunge this coffee because this is, of course, the cafe hangout. And we go to our first call, phone call here. Jeremy, you're on the line. Can you hear me? Hello. Yes. Hey, Jeremy. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing excellent. Where are you calling from? Oh, I'm calling from from uh, from Palermo in Sicily. Sorry, first time I've called. It's quite weird. This you're calling from Sicily. Okay, so um, yeah. right in the. I mean, how how is everything? Obviously, right now, from from your perspective, um, kind of crazy. Like we've, it's the the thing is like how quickly it all happens. Like I think this time. It all sort of kicked off for us about like three, four weeks ago. And we've been doing this like gradually sort of every day for about a week. We'd be finding out at work in the evening that there's like another freedom that's taken away from you sort of thing. So gotten to the sorry, go for it. Oh, no, no, I, I, I wanted to just kind of like elaborate on that. So three weeks ago, like what, what, what was kind of your mental state and like what was sort of like the, the big incident that perhaps like because we look at it, what's happening in Italy right now as sort of like, you know, where we could possibly be three weeks from now. Sure. Um, it definitely, I'm not going to lie, like probably until about beginning of last week, it was a bit of a joke for a lot of us. It's just the thing of, you know, everyone like, oh, no, it's, it's, I think like a lot of people think, you know, like, oh, it's a far away problem. It hasn't sort of directly affected. Because certainly I doubt, like, a lot of the problems you hear about in Italy are more sort of up north. So we couldn't be any further away from the worst of it. Mm. So for a lot of us, our thought was like, you know, it's a, it's a far away problem. It doesn't really affect us sort of thing. And it wasn't until I'd say last week when, um, when like a lot of the quarantine stuff, like the full on sort of quarantine kicked off and we started seeing sort of like the actual, the way it does actually affect, like walked out our front door, for example, to go to the supermarket. And there was, it wasn't like, it's not like a baying Mad Max-esque crowd by any stretch, but there's like crowds of people waiting outside the supermarket with their tickets and you have to have like the little plastic gloves to go inside and things like that. Like just brings it home for you a bit, you know? Absolutely. So, um, you've been self-isolating, isolating, I'm assuming for, for quite a bit. Um, what, what, what are, what are you doing to fill your time? Um, I'm, I'm, we're somewhat fortunate in that we have an exception, like we're English teachers. So we have an exception because we're doing our teaching online at the moment. And so we are legally allowed to walk to work. Mm. We are legally allowed to go to the supermarket or to go to like a pharmacy. And that's the extent of what we're allowed to do. So we are very fortunate in that we're not as restricted as others have been. Like we are allowed to leave the house sort of thing, which has been a godsend for us, quite frankly. How has it been like, you know, um, interacting with it? I mean, you haven't really been interacting with too many people in person, but like, well, how do you gauge sort of like the mood and, and the... 
um, uh, sort of the atmosphere? Uh, it, like, are people hopeful that they'll get through this, or is this just a period of uncertainty right now? It's a big period of uncertainty for a lot of people, like, because um, we've been doing our online lessons basically. Mm-hmm. So I've been we've been keeping in contact with a lot of our students and stuff, um, like through Zoom and things like that. And um, it's the thing of like at first everyone's like quite excited because you know it's like it's like oh I don't have to go to work sort of thing and I can be at home. But I think the longer it goes on and sort of the longer that, um, as you say, like the uncertainty of all, like sort of the longer that people don't are starting to realise that like this is actually a major thing that's. Yeah, it's, it's, I think realistically it's going to change everything that everything about our way of life, like in the way that sort of 9-11 did like 20 years ago, in the way that like the Kennedy assassination did for people sort of 50 years ago. I really think this is like one of those massive sort mm-hmm. of watershed moments. And I think that's starting to dawn on a lot of people at the moment. Certainly, certainly. Um, you know, uh, was there any any sort of a, maybe advice you would give for people on this side of the world, perhaps you know, who uh, are yet to maybe experience the level of of, uh, of the of the impact that Italy is experiencing? Um, I'd say the biggest thing is like just be prepared, and especially be prepared for things to happen much more quickly than you might expect. Mm-hmm. Like it. It, I, I can't overstress to you like how bizarre it is to have like a couple of weekends ago things were quiet in the city but like you could go out like we went out for dinner and we went out for a walk around town sort of thing and went in the shops and things like that and then what five four five days later like no restaurants are open at all and <laughs> Like shops haven't been open now for like a week, week and mm-hmm. we just had word that they're going to extend the quarantine for, it was meant to end, um, at the end of next week, but they're talking about extending it and there's been no, I don't think there's been any indication so far about how long they're going to extend it for us. Like you were saying earlier, it's just a lot of uncertainty at the moment, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, I just say, like, you know, try and keep your head up. Like, I think things like this are quite important. Make sure you're, you know, Skyping all friends and try and stay close to the people to the people you know so you don't drive yourself batshit yeah. crazy. <laughs> well, well, Jeremy, we invite you to call in every single week uh, just to kind of provide us with updates. I, I think you're, you're providing a, a service, actually, for a lot of people who might not be aware of perhaps what the world situation is like right now. So thank you so much for the call and uh, – yeah, like hope, hope, hoping you're you're keeping well and and keeping busy and you know healthy. No worries. Thank you very much for the the work you guys have done uh, last couple of weeks. Like, like we we've been listening for like a, quite a long time and like since the Lord Day sort of thing. Like you guys have always been a constant for us, but especially the last sort of last sort of week or two, it's been. It's been very nice being able to hear a, a voice of normalcy, like so something that yeah. normal that you can expect in all the chaos. Sorry, I'll let you no, go. No, no problem. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you so much. I mean, l- like you said, you know, uh, you might be in a fortunate position to be able to continue working, and so are we, right? And in fact, I, I feel it. a more responsibility now than ever to, you know, try to try to provide a, a, a constant stream of you know uh, content for people. So, thank you. I appreciate that, Jeremy. Please call us again. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Take, Take care. care. 
That was Jeremy from uh, Sicily in Italy right now. I'll try to fa- fill in one more phone call before we get to our guest. So uh, apologies, everybody. We only have one phone line, but I'll be leaving plenty of time for the end of the show to get all your calls in. So uh, I'll take one more before we go to uh, we go to our guest. But uh, who's who's this on the line right now? It is MJ live in my studio. MJ apartment. in your studio. Okay. Wow. Um, How you been? First off, I hope everybody listening is hanging in. Um, I just wrote in the in the YouTube chat. This has brought like a wide range of emotions, just from like working from home and who you socialize with and what you should do. And certainly, my job's tied to the financial market, so like that's a whole nother thing. Um, there's two points I wanted to hit real quick, and I know you got guests coming up. One is with regards to the WWE and where they stand as a business. I think I had. Uh, Tried to leave this in the forum, and I, I know I messaged you about it. Their their stock is like in a real precarious situation right now because they can't be running live events. They have a lot of revenue streams that are drying up, and I think we're seeing them do these shows on USA, be in Fox because they need to keep those revenue streams. I, I don't know what the company would do if they weren't able to collect on those. Somebody had asked about like other sports leagues, like the NBA is not getting paid by television rights right now because they're simply not able to deliver on the contract. Um, so how that all shakes out in due time, we don't know. But I think that's why we're seeing such an emphasis by the wrestling companies trying to move forward with shows in addition to their unique place of trying to provide entertainment. Um, the mm-hmm. second thing I wanted to hit real quick, because I'll let you kind of chew, like I'll let you kind of comment off the air. I know you have guests coming up. Um, the other thing is, with regard, and I don't mean to be contrarian about this, but like we're watching wrestlers uh, go through wrestling matches and saying, you know, social distancing and whatnot, is this like comfortable to watch? We're all going to have to, and this, is, this might not be for a few weeks, we're all going to have to get used with the fact that life is going to resume and life is going to go back to normal. And how long do we need to get away from this point right now where watching athletes do you know, play sports and wrestlers wrestle and people go to bars. Like how long are we going to have to go before that's normal? Because three weeks ago when we weren't thinking about this, like it was totally fine to watch wrestling. So I just do have a, I want to make that point because you and John have talked about it quite a bit, whether or not you're comfortable watching it and my, not to be contrarian, it's like, we're going to have to be eventually. So if they feel like they're taking the safety measures in place, then, you know, I, good for them. Um, we don't know what they're doing behind the scenes, but I just wanted to put that out there again, not to be controversial, but some thoughts I've been having. Uh, I'll jump off and let you comment on those things. Thank you as always, Way. Thank you, MJ, as always. Uh, oops, sorry about that. Um, yeah, no, certainly. Um, I I understand what MJ is saying. Um, at the same time, I feel like it's only been a week since this whole thing dropped. Um, at least on this side of the of the world, and if we're already having this much trouble, you know, um, dealing with a lack of wrestling for one week, how how are we going to cope with this? Like a month from now, two months from now, three months from now, if we have to do that, uh, I you know I I absolutely don't begrudge anybody you know who who disagreed with John or myself um, uh, about our show yesterday and our opinions. It's it's just it wouldn't be kind of our place, you know, as as you know, commentators to not bring up some of the concerns that run directly in opposition to so much of I think what I've been hearing. But 
you know, then again, maybe you're right. MJ's right. I don't know what they're doing back there. I don't know exactly what the risk might be or might not be. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, till then we, we just kind of, you know, talk about what we watch and, uh, give you our, our exact perspective. So, um, I am going to attempt to call right now. Matt Nix of Freelance Wrestling, and apologies, everybody, if this is going to be a little bit uh, shaky and sloppy because um, I believe he is actually at work. Hopefully, he picks up. If not, um, we will try to get him a little bit later. But uh, until then, oh, let's see. Is this Matt? Yeah, hey, what's going on? Hey, Matt. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Uh, How are you doing? Oh, you know, just uh, surviving. Yes, yes, um, I I can understand. Yeah, sorry. So, so are you at work right now? Yeah, but I uh, I can I can talk. Oh. We, we got we got all the time in the world. Okay, okay. Thank you so much. Yes, of course. You're you're uh, are you uh, you're affiliated with Pro Wrestling Tees? Uh, is that where you you are right now? Yeah, yeah. I I've, I've worked here for like uh, I don't know, six years now. Interesting, right? I remember seeing you in the documentary, actually, and of course you are a friend of the uh, Scrumps from the PWT cast. So, um, well, <laughs> something I'm happy to hear is that you know, at least from talking to Scrump, it seems like uh, it's kind of business as usual at Pro Wrestling Tees. Yeah, for now at least. Uh, I think as long as as long as there's uh, you know FedEx, UPS, and USPS are still picking up and dropping off, then we're going to be in operation still. Mm-hmm. Which is incredibly important because, uh, you know, as as we'll be talking about, I mean, you know, much of uh, what what our discussion is as, as part of this show, and you know, all the fans listening to this, uh, a big casualty of everything is, of course, the lack of uh, content, the uh, lack lack of shows that are going to be out there for WrestleMania weekend, which makes pro wrestling tees really for many people their lone source of revenue. Um, before we continue, um, is, is there um, there seems to be a bit of like feedback in the background. I'm wondering if there's anything. Uh, You'd be able to change up that on your end. Uh, how about that? How's that? That's work? much better. I, Thank you so much. I, okay, so yeah, I, speaker, I much appreciate that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, talk about you know you operate freelance wrestling. How has perhaps everything that's been going on affected you personally? I mean, it, it's affected me, I guess, personally uh, in the same way it's affected pretty much everybody else. At the, you know, in not just in wrestling, but just in, in you know, anybody who runs the business, you know, like, um, specifically like bar venues and stuff, you know, not, not allowing these, you know, crowds of, you know, larger than 10 people at this point, they're, I think they're saying, and, uh, you know, it kind of, it kind of forces the hand to, to have to like postpone a lot of shows. And, you know, like, thankfully I, I do have, um, you know, a job. I work, you know, I person tease and, you know, thankfully we're still open and still, working uh but a lot of people you know with all these shows getting canceled you know wrestling is their only source of income and you know if there's no shows they're not making any money and if they're not making money they're not they're not buying groceries or you know paying their rent and stuff like that so that was kind of uh my my the the source of my idea i guess to to, to kind of do these empty arena shows is just to kind of try to like you know tap into this like vast community that we have of independent wrestling and, and see if we can, you know, hopefully raise a little bit of money just to, just for the time being to tie these people over until, you know, things start going back to normal. So the concept is uh, a wrestling show that will be streaming live from uh, IW, independentwrestling.tv. 
and it is going to be called Warehouse Wars, um, which is actually taking place from the back warehouse of the Pro Wrestling Tees store, um, which I actually got to see once when uh, I went down for All In with, with Scrump and Braden and Davey and, and John. Um, so um, obviously you have the connection with Pro Wrestling Tees. How... How did you kind of, um, you know, suggest this to, to Ryan and everybody involved and how, how did it all come together? Uh, so, yeah, I, so if you saw it, it, it during all in weekend, so that was the, the smaller area where, where we used to have the school, uh, since then Ryan has, has acquired like the rest of that, that building, uh, and expanded like pro wrestling tees, uh, you know, uh, warehouse space and everything. And, and the, the centerpiece in that warehouse is, is the, the, the main room where, uh, you know, he allowed us to, to set up for the wrestling school and everything. And, you know, it took a couple, a couple weeks to have it all renovated and it looks really nice now, like very nice and clean, which I especially in today's time, it's very important. Um, but, uh, as far as like how I, I came about like pitching it to him, I kind of just was like, Hey, like, this is an idea that I have. Like, what do you think about doing it? He was like, yeah, that sounds awesome. Let's, like, if you want to do it, do it. Like, he had zero, like, um, pushback on that. You know, he, he knows how, how important it is for, you know, a lot of these guys to, to make money. You know, uh, a lot of these independent guys that don't have contracts with guaranteed money coming in. Um, so he was like 100%, 100% in support of, uh, of what I wanted to do and, and just kind of like reaching out to, to some, some specific people that I know that, that are, you know, living off of wrestling money. And, uh, I was working closely with Ethan page about it as well. Like, you know, he's a close friend of mine. He helps out, you know, with the, with the, the booking and stuff at freelance. So, you know, we kind of were putting our heads together as far as trying to compile a list of people, you know, to, who to reach out to and who, you know, and especially, you know, with the kind of panic that's been going around. Um, I don't know how it is up, up by you guys, but, you know, down here, everybody kind of is just starting to get afraid to like leave their houses and stuff. And, you know, it's kind of a, kind of a hard sell with some people to kind of be like, Hey, come and wrestle. And, you know, and that's, that's also been some of the hanks that has come along with, with doing this. Um, is there's a lot of people that are, you know, that have reached out to me and kind of voiced their concerns, like not being, you know, shitty or I'm sorry, I don't know if I could swear. I'm sorry. Um, you could swear. Just can kind of. <laughs> Just being like, uh, you know, like concerned, you know, concerned about like, you know, what we're doing, you know, you know, they're advising people to, to not, you know, con- congregate in groups of larger than 10 people. And, you know, there's, you know, we, especially with cutting down, you know, the amount of people that we'll have here, I mean, there's still going to be, you know, slightly more than 10 people, you know, around. And, you know, we, we're definitely, you know, we know the, the risks. Everybody here that's coming knows the risks of, of doing this. And, Believe me, the the risk is always going to be there, um, but you know we're we're just doing we're taking the the most proper precautions that we can as far as sanitizing um, you know the wrestlers and the ring uh, before and after every match you know just to to prevent uh, I, I kept calling it preventive maintenance you know like there there's no way that like we can completely stop you know a spread from happening uh, just sort of you know of canceling the show and not having, not doing this and not helping these wrestlers. But, you know, if we do the, you know, the best that we possibly can to minimize the risk, um, you know, I think that that it's important too, especially to help these people. Did you originally intend for this to be a series or is it going to be a one-off? So 
initially, uh, my, my, my idea was for it to be like a weekly series, um, that would air, you know, every week, you know, or whenever they had time to, to add it on the streams. But, um, just with the, the, the continuing, uh, you know, rate of, of the spreading and, and just, you know, it, it's starting to get like to the point where they're like, you know, putting cities down on lockdowns and, you know, curfews and stuff. And I think that, you know, I think it's important to, to, to make sure that this event still happens uh, because, you know, with, with, we've had like a lot of like outpouring support, like, you know, from Mustafa Ali posted and, and, and donated a, a, a substantial amount of money. And um, Ruby Riot reached out to me as well. And, and she wanted to, you know, to help out any way she could. And, you know, people have been donating throughout the week and the, the, the amount of money that that's already been raised, uh, to spread between these wrestlers is, is a pretty decent chunk of change. And, and that's even before the show has even aired. So, um, I think it's important to, to, to just take the precautions that we're doing right now and, uh, and just make some money for these guys to hold them over as long as you can. And then I think the, the smart and, and responsible thing would be to, to not try to get together again in, in a group, at least for the time being, mm-hmm. at, least, at least until we have information, more information as far as like, you know, what's, what's safe, you know, because God forbid, like something happens and, and, you know, we, you know, end up spreading this around and, you know, it, it just affects so much more, you know, so we just don't want to take any more chances than, than we already are. So you're going to go ahead with this one show and then maybe reassess after that. Yeah, that's that's pretty much the plan for right now, and, and and just like everybody else, you know, we're we're all just taking this day to day. You know, we don't know like like tomorrow, announced that Chicago is on March. We're gonna have soldiers standing at our doorsteps, you know, preventing us from leaving our houses. Um, but if you've ever been to Chicago, then that's normal life here anyway. So, <laughs> uh, have you announced a card or at least or a list of participants? Like who can who can fans expect to be on the show? Uh, so we haven't announced the card yet. Uh, we, I, I just got like all the stuff finalized and, and we have graphics that are getting made. Um, then I think those, those should be getting an, announced today, but I could even, I could even talk about it right now if you want. Yeah, sure. Of course. Um, uh, so again, that is freelance wrestling and pro, pro wrestling tees presenting warehouse wars, which is taking place. Uh, on the Pro Wrestling Tees Warehouse. It will be on at 7 p.m. CST, live on independentwrestling.tv. Live matches and an opportunity for fans to support wrestlers live via donation. Um, of course, yes, Saturday, March 21st. All details at freelancewrestling.com. Uh, yeah, we, you know, um, it's, it's a definitely, tricky time um for wrestlers especially independent wrestlers and even the attempting to put on a show like this um seems like it's you know uh not a hundred percent um so nonetheless um i i would definitely recommend people to check it out if it does go on and uh either way donate to these uh uh wrestlers or, or support them via pro wrestling tees i think right now uh more so than ever if you if there's an independent wrestler that you're like or you're looking forward to seeing on WrestleMania weekend but don't get a chance to, you're thinking about buying a shirt anyway, go ahead and do it. You know, it's it's um it is really I think the the most needed time for a lot of those people. Matt, you still there? Yes, yes. I, I uh 
I got the the card for the for the show for the people that uh, that want to know. Um, so the entire event will be actually hosted by Ethan Page uh, via satellite, I suppose. Uh, he'll be popping in throughout the stream to kind of uh, talk to everybody and and uh, you know promote the donation link and everything. Um, the card itself, though, uh, it's only going to be five matches. Um, we'll have Craig Mitchell. Uh, versus Alex Olson, who are two uh, you know, freelance guys. Uh, Craig Mitchell, who shoots who shoots the uh, Mustafa Ali videos. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Craig Mitchell, uh, you know, he's very handy with a camera, and uh, he did a lot of work with uh, Mustafa Ali with uh, a lot of his promo work here. Um, uh, the besties in the world: uh, Davy Vega and Matt Fitchett versus Jesus Price and uh, Benjamin Carter, who. Uh, I believe he's Eng- uh, from England, and he trained with the Black and the Brave. Um, Jake something versus uh, Manders. Uh, that should be a really great match. Uh, Day Raves versus Atlanta Black, uh, which is two uh, freelance uh, wrestling students uh, standouts. And uh, the main event will be Kylie Ray taking on Isaiah Velasquez. Very cool, very cool. Well, thank you for that exclusive. I appreciate that, Matt. Um, any any other uh, you know words you want to give to the audience, you know, to get them to tune in? Uh, I just kind of went through the plug, but again, it's Saturday, March twenty first, twenty twenty. Freelance wrestling and pro wrestling teams present Warehouse Wars, seven o'clock CST, which uh, for those of you in the East Coast would be eight p.m. East Coast, uh, five p.m. on the West Coast. Live on IndependentWrestling.tv, and details are at freelancewrestling.com. Uh, any additional words? Uh, just, I mean, if you're, if you watch, uh, IWTV, um, if you're not a subscriber, uh, for the, for the service, you can sign up, uh, using the promo code freelance, all capitals, uh, and you, you'll get a free five day trial. Uh, so you can watch this show for free, uh, if you, if you're not already a subscriber. If you are a subscriber, then, you know, you're already paying for it anyway. But, um, but yeah, just, I mean, if you watch and you're, and you're checking it out, you know, it's not going to be like, you know, it's, it's, we're doing the best we can with what we have. Um, and we're just, you know, we're doing what we can to, to help out, uh, these independent wrestlers. So, I mean, if, if you're able to donate, like I know a lot of people are kind of strapped for money right now, especially with jobs getting shut down. And, but if you're able to donate anything at all, like, you know, it's, it's all, you know, extremely, extremely, uh, appreciated. And, uh, hopefully we can let, you know, make people forget about all the craziness in this world for just a little bit, you know? Absolutely. All right. Thanks a lot, Matt. Best of luck with the show. Thank you so much, man. Thanks. Thanks for letting me talk. No problem. That was Matt Nix from Freelance Wrestling and Pro Wrestling Tees. So we have a a few more minutes here just to get to some phone calls. Uh, So phone lines are open right now. Uh, Let me just get that up there. 1-732-800-4423 or search us on Skype via Post Wrestling. So... um, yeah, uh, it's certainly been a weird week, I think, for, for everybody involved. Um, and it's just amazing how much, like, in a week's time, like, it feels like the world's changed. And hopefully this is sort of, a, you know, the period of adjustment that, man, might be the most difficult and that, you know, s- soon enough we, we get to feeling a, a bit more, I guess, uh, stable about uh, the, the new changes. Uh, but Hanzi, I want to talk to you. How are you doing? Oh, 
Um, I wish I could be Sam doing. I, I'm, as far as I'm concerned, everyone in my in my life who I live with are we're, we're healthy as far as we know. But like you know, like this is kind of like. Like it, it just it just was really kind of scary, and I'm I'm glad that you guys and other podcasters are around to like kind of like provide like some entertainment as well as like the wrestling like people in the wrestling business. Like you know what I mean? Like it's just it's been like just kind of weird, man. Because like here's the thing, here's the thing. Way I I I don't try to bring the whole conspiracy thing to your show because I try to stay a little bit saner, but. Being a conspiracy guy, like this has always kind of been hinted that something like this could be happening, and you know, and when and when you're kind of like in in the in this in, in that world, kind of you're like, okay, shit, like what would happen if like this happened, and like now it seems like it's happened. Ooh, jeez, Hanzi, I, I'm I'm afraid we we lost you. Um, do call back. Sorry about that, caller. Uh, you are on the line. What's up? It's uh, Corey from Long Island. How's it going? Hey, Corey. Doing very well. Well, as well as as we could be, but uh, yeah. how, how are you? Yeah. Uh, you know, um, all things considered, uh, I'm doing all right. Um, so I, I live on Long Island, which is out in the suburbs outside of uh, Manhattan, uh, New York, just New York City in general. Um, I, went, I went to go visit... Um, my girlfriend on Saturday, knowing very well that I'm probably not going to see her like physically for a couple of weeks. And, um, I, w- I went to go pick up dinner for us and, uh, I was just seeing, um, seeing bars and restaurants just completely like packed on Saturday and just, you know, j- just had to heave a big sigh. It was, it was very disheartening to see, um, just a lot of people really not taking this as seriously as um as, as you really wanted them to uh fast forward a couple days later um we actually now have three uh testing centers on Long Island uh one um one on Jones Beach uh one actually much closer to where I live and then another one in Suffolk County which is closer to the uh, eastern end of Long Island for me though personally my life has just been being at home as much as possible. And I got to tell you, um, it is a little stressful. Uh, you see, I'm, uh, I am one of those people I'm, I'm currently living with, uh, my parents, both of them over the age of, um, 60, which is, you know, uh, that's the kind of a prime, uh, area of most effectiveness for the Corona disease, uh, virus to kind of do its, uh, dirty work. Um, and it's, it's hard not to feel like their lives are literally in my, um, very well-washed, cracked, dry, um, bumpy, and at this point, incredibly itchy hands. Um, I know the feeling. It's a little stressful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 it's a little stressful, you know, I'm. I'm, I'm trying to take it as easy as, as possible, just but also been isolated very much to my room, just trying to kind of be as unobtrusive as possible. Um, I went out to go get groceries the other day, and thankfully there are places, at least by me, that are taking this seriously. The market by me, they in, are enforcing a strict 10 customers only 
rule in the market. So if you, if, if, you know, if there are 10 customers in there, you have to line up outside, obviously keep enough space between you and other people online. Then you go in, uh, they sanitize the basket and, you know, you could go and do your shopping. Uh, so that was really nice to see. I went out with my masking gloves anyway, just to make sure. Um, but it was surprising to see the amount of people just like out and about. Um, and I'm just hoping that that, that that people really take this seriously and flatten the curve. Um, I don't know if things are going to be back to normal the way that we remember normal being just two weeks ago, but I do hope that that there is a level of like normalcy that we can all reach and just not feel a level of existential dread that I just think is a little bit common right now and I think will be common for the next maybe week or two um just when when you know you you see all these cases being announced anyway uh, i've gone on uh, long enough but that's just kind of where i'm at right now and just you know as far as wrestling is concerned um you know i, I watched dynamite last night i was i was fine with it i i know you and john had your reservations about it and i think that criticism is very important and i'm glad that you guys are providing that criticism so thank you for that and um you know i'll get off so other people can talk have a good one way thank you so much for the call appreciate it um i mean caller brings up the, a, a great point i mean my myself my parents are in their 70s and uh i'm you know constantly worried about what they're doing um and you know who's around them um so i would say you know if you know anybody directly who's immunocompromised um the situation might be very different from, you know, somebody who maybe do, do, doesn't have to worry about anybody but themselves. But, um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's nice to hear that there are, uh, you know, places that are starting to take this seriously, uh, and, uh, you know, instituting directions like that. And, you know, I hope to see more of it. You know, one other thing that you mentioned was like, you know, there's, it seems like there's at, at this point, it's very tough to see the end. In, in sight here and you know obviously there are no promises at the same time i'm i'm of the firm belief that the more precautions we take right now the sooner we might possibly get through it all so that's how i look at it you eat your vegetables now so that you can uh i don't know um do whatever uh you do with vegetables <laughs> later that was a terrible analogy that's why we need pollock here uh caller you're on the air what's going on Hey, well, it's Paul from New Jersey. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Hey, I just um, as far as my life, I'm doing fine. You know, just a little isolation, but you know, I'm watching Raw on Monday night, and I'm actually like writing my feedback. I, I'm like half joking myself, thinking, "Man, wouldn't it be fun if you did like some kind of dinner theater murder mystery, like something just completely out of the realm of what they do?" And then the more and more I watch the show, I'm just like, "Man, all these people who are away from their families." all this camera crew, all these audio people, all these people gathering. And it's just like, I'm not a person who gets too outraged. I'm usually the guy in my group telling everyone to calm down. But like, it really kind of bugs me that these companies, AEW and WWE in particular, I understand the smaller companies, their issues, but that they're just kind of just meeting up and people are traveling and doing different things. And it's just, it's, I had to shut that show off and I didn't watch wrestling last night because I just, I just find myself so disgusted with their stubbornness. And, you know, I wanted to ask you guys, is it an overreaction on my part or am I crazy here? It just seems to to keep going on with WrestleMania and to keep going on with these shows, empty arena or not, just seems a little too dangerous for me. Um, you know, 
I think you might kind of know my stance, uh, and you certainly would know John's stance where I don't think that's an overreaction. Uh, I think that's sort of like, you know, concern for people that are, uh, leaving their families going through these airports is, you know, as, as Matt next talked about, I mean, it's a risk. It's a risk that, you know, for whatever reason, um, you know, uh, people are willing to take. And certainly I regard the level of risk t- being taken by, you know, independent wrestlers who are completely out of work and, you know, really need a fundraiser show like what Matt is putting on versus, you know, a, an event by a multi-million dollar corporation like the WWE. And when they can clearly, I would say, give it, just get as much benefit from airing a show like they aired on NXT last night, full of pre-taped seg- segments and, and excellent video packages. So, um, it's a level of risk that, you know, I'm seeing AEW and, and WWE put on that I don't necessarily feel like is, is as important as, you know, um, some are making it out to be. But at the same time, I definitely can't deny the amount of, you know, um, enjoyment that the audience seems to get from uh, AEW show last night. Um, it's going to be, it's, it's going to vary on a case by case basis, depending on how you feel about the situation, uh, what you're, you know, what, what you think other people should do. I mean, we all know how to manage our own lives and our own risk levels. Um, and I think a lot of us are, are demanding that same sensitivity from other people, but it's, it's, it's going to take time to, I think, educate everybody and to have everybody feel the same, um, same, same sensitivity as, as we all might. So um, I definitely don't think you're overreacting. At the same time, if somebody enjoyed Dynamite last night, I'm not going to begrudge that either. Yeah, no, it's a completely fair point. Yeah, just uh, like you said, like with the indie promotions and people who, you know, this is this is their livelihood. I understand. I just, yeah, for um, the, the multi-million dollar companies, like you said, I, it doesn't sit too well with me. But again, yeah, it's not like something that I'm outraged about. It's just, uh, you know, I want definitely always want to get your opinions about uh, stuff like this. But yeah, thanks for taking my call, Wayne. Stay safe. Thank you, Paul. As always. I mean, the conversation is, is always important to have. And, you know, John and I, like, you know, with our platform, we never, like, look to really sugarcoat, I think, our opinions. Even if we know a vast majority of people listening to us won't necessarily agree, we're, we wanna, we wanna open up the discussion. And if you feel differently, don't be afraid to tell us why you might. Um, so, you know, in a, in a short amount of time, we're going to go to a, uh, our friend Ahmad, also from New Jersey, talking about some of the mental health aspects of, of everything that's been going on. And certainly, um, a lot of people seem to be able to use that right now. But before we do that, let's try to reconnect right now with Hanzi to see uh, what, what else he had to say. Hanzi, are you there? Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. I, I had no idea what happened. I apologize for that. Um, I, I didn't want to take too much time. I just wanted to say, listen, man, uh, thank you for, like, you know, like, you guys, like, you know, doing your job and, like, you know, going above and beyond to, like, make the listeners like i know i I come in here and i kiss your ass a lot all the time and i i I always feel like i you know i i have to show thanks because you guys do put up good content and you know what i mean and i just i just want everyone to be well and uh i just i i didn't want to bring the whole conspiracy thing i just i just my my mind is kind of like just scared right now a little bit i'm not gonna lie to you i'm kind of like wondering how long this is gonna last and i i did enjoy AEW yesterday i thought it was good but you guys also raised some very good points because, like, I I always figure that, like, if these companies are doing this, like, they must, like, you know, at least have, like, medical people around to, like, kind of do testing and all that. So I figured, like, maybe they're, like, you know, testing, like, the, the, everyone's been tested or something like that. But, I mean, you guys raised a good point. I, I did enjoy the show. I did like how they presented, like, their their product yesterday it felt kind of a little lively you know what i mean i i know we shouldn't compare like how wwe is handling it and how aw because like people are going to be tribalistic 
about how the shows went. But I, I just got to say that, you know, AEW, like, you know, kind of like I felt handled it better. But I mean, you guys raised some very good points about like the social distancing and the people that were there and all that type of stuff. So, I mean, I agree with you, but I, I, I agree with you on that. But then I think like I, I feel bad for even enjoying it because I'm like, oh, shit, like I, I, I kind of like uh, I. I, I enjoyed it, but like, I, I wasn't re- really realizing how much these guys were putting their hands on each other. Like, Cole Cabana was touching um, Jungle um, uh, um, Jungle Boy and all that. So, I mean, I mean, you guys do make good points, though. But I just wanted to call in and say I, I hope you guys stay safe, and uh, thank you for all the entertainment you're providing us. Not a problem, Hanzi. Thank you for the call. No yeah, no, I... I- our intent is never to make people feel bad about, you know, what they're enjoying. And, you know, that's, that's certainly, um, I, I, you know, not, 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 uh, what we were hoping to convey. Um, I think we were just hoping to convey our own perspective and the way that we, we kind of saw it. Uh, again, if you enjoyed it, like, please enjoy it. These people are taking the risk much in part due to have you guys enjoyed these shows. So, um, I'm going to hold off on the phone calls for a little bit because we're going to get our guest on here very shortly and then we're going to open up the phone lines for the rest of the show uh, just so that we can uh, talk to all of you who want to get your voice heard uh, about what's going on right now. But uh, coming up here, we have Ahmad Butt. This man is not just an expert photoshopper. He is also a professional, professionally licensed therapist. And uh, Ahmad, are you there? I am here. I am here. How are you, Wen? I'm doing very well. Ahmad, you're, you're of course also calling from New Jersey. Uh, how's everything going on right now over there? Uh, everything is, I suspect, uh, very similar to other parts of of the U.S. and, and Canada. Um, I work in in Hoboken, which uh, pretty much everything is uh, as close to being on lockdown uh, without officially being on lockdown. Uh, so essential services are open, hospitals, pharmacies, um, and, and restaurants are, you know, only doing takeout, uh, no, no dining in, in, in this town. Right. Right. And, um, as you know, uh, are you still practicing right now? Are you still uh, in operation at, at your clinic? Yeah. So, um, I am at my full-time job, which is a clinic. Uh, it's owned and run by the hospital in, in Hoboken. Uh, unfortunately, uh, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, um, while we're in the office, we're not seeing any patients. Um, so that has been the case all week and likely to be the case um, at least until mid-April. Um, un- unclear as to when we will finally be able to have one-on-one in-person appointments with uh, the clients. So are you still like, you know, are, are you still talking to patients over the phone or, or Skype? Like what, why are you still even in operation or how? Um, how, um, that's a good question. I'm not sure necessarily about the, uh, being able to pay us for not seeing patients, but, okay. um, <laughs> we do, we, we are reaching out to patients, uh, through phone calls at the moment. Um, Unfortunately, this kind of gets to one of the reasons I wanted to speak with you is the uh, the implications of all this on mental health because um, many of the patients that we see here have uh, Medicaid or Medicare, which are, uh, as you might know, kind of government um, insurances, right, uh, for lower income or older uh, individuals. So unfortunately, 
for whatever reason, those plans do not cover teletherapy. So mm, wow. we're, yeah, so we're able to call, check in, um, even have a brief, you know, 20 minute, 10 minute, uh, talk just to check in, but it's not the same as, you know, being in the office with your therapist or psychiatrist. Um, so that's how we've been working this week is just reaching out and calling, uh, seeing how everyone's doing, making sure their medications are, are refilled or filled, I should say. Um, because again, we don't know how long this will last. Yeah, that's really hard to hear, you know, especially at a time right now where I, I mean, I can see people really needing, you know, service like yours more than ever. Um, have you, I guess there's no way of really uh, indicating, but like, are, are you getting more calls? Are you getting more people, you know, uh, who, who are looking for help as a result of everything that's been going on? Um, so I, I, I work full time. I also work, um, at my own practice. And the nice uh, thing about having my own practice is that, um, I am able to see my patients, uh, through teletherapy or, you know, video sessions, um, conference calls, I guess you could call them. And so with that, I'm able to check in much more regularly, uh, much more, I guess, intimately in a sense. Um, there is not right now at least a, uh, um, a rise in new patients, I think, because we're so still very much um, early in this process. We don't really know the implications long term of this pandemic on, on people's anxiety or depression or OCD. So um, unfortunately, I uh, can't really answer that question right now. But I think if you look at um, sort of similar uh, um, issues, such as like if someone was to be diagnosed with uh, cancer or, you know, even something like HIV, we, we know that that usually leads to increase in depression and anxiety, uh, which then would bring them to counseling. So uh, right now it's too early to tell, but likely that will be the case is a spike in, in mental treatment. So part of the reason I wanted to have you on is, you know, to to have you perhaps, you know, give our audience some advice uh, uh, if they're looking for it uh, about maybe how, how to handle a situation like this. If you're being told to self-isolate, if you're dealing with the possibility of, you know, caring for an elderly person in your life or somebody who's immunocompromised. What what's some advice you can give people right now? Uh, I think the first thing is to understand that um, we we will get through this, and that that having facts will help us think a little bit a bit more logically and rationally about all this. Um, I think you might agree with me that when this really you know when the crap hit the fan, um, even just a week ago, it felt very scary. And there's too much information out there. A lot of it was misinformation. So I would say the first thing to do is obviously read uh, facts, not fiction, and uh, keep up to date, but not not too up to date, and not to be obsessive about uh, what the CDC is um, is releasing out there in terms of guidelines, because it does change, as we've noticed um, in the last week. So having a healthy amount of information while also engaging in uh, some self-care, some mindfulness, um, adhering to bit, a bit of a routine, um, uh, something that has happened in the last week or so for a lot of us is we're not going into work, right? We're not socializing at all in the ways that we would normally would with friends or, or colleagues. So if you're going to be at home, I would say uh, 
have a schedule to your week or day where yes, you do your, you do whatever is asked of you, uh, in terms of family or work, but you read a book, you play an instrument, uh, draw, get into the arts, uh, re-engage in the arts, um, keeping yourself basically as sane as possible. Um, one thing that we know, just, you know, the research is out there, um, when there are these pandemics or when, uh, one is actually diagnosed with an infection or a uh, health condition, um, you become very hyper aware of what is happening around you and internally as well. Um, and that's where your mind can kind of play tricks on you. So, um, you know, reading, I would, I would suggest people read on, uh, things like health anxiety, uh, being aware that what you're feeling is normal, but that doesn't necessarily mean, uh, you have a, you know, you have a disease or a disorder, um, just being kind of in touch with your body while also acknowledging that, you know, um, this will pass. You know, social media, I'm, I'm sure must be like an increasing topic in your field. Um, about, you know, how its benefits versus its, its disadvantages in a situation mm-hmm. like this. How would somebody recognize, you know, when it's important to stay informed and when it's, when it's important to just take a break? Sure. So there's this, um, there's something called cyberchondria, which is kind of going on the internet to look up, um, about health or illness. So it's, you know, it's sort of the classic, you go on WebMD and then before you know it, you have, 20 different diagnoses and you fit all the criteria for whatever illness. Um, so social media, it's, it's kind of weird. And, and, and unfortunately it's filled with a lot of misinformation, a lot of conspiracy theory. Um, and that only adds on to someone's anxiety about this pandemic. Um, so I think social media is great in terms of just what it's meant to do, which is to connect you with friends and family. Um, but when we're bombarded with information and misinformation, it's it's becoming a nightmare because um, who you who can you trust is is uh, unfortunately what we're left with is who do we who do we listen to? Are they um, people in government offices, doctors' offices, or people that we know? Mm-hmm. And that poses a really unfortunate uh, question. Um, yeah. What. So, I mean, certainly a lot of people are going through this and perhaps, um, dealing with like the, uh, maybe the, I don't know, the, the strangeness of, of doing nothing. But there are also people that are, that are out there perhaps doing more because they still have to go to work, whether they work in a grocery store or they work in healthcare or, you know, uh, whatever is an essential service. Um, any, any advice or tips you can give to people who might be a part of that group? Uh, about the group that are still going to work, yes. uh, you mean? Yes. Um, I, of course, you know, take precautions, um, follow those guidelines that the CDC has, but, um, you know, you want to minimize as much exposure as you can. And uh, I guess the unfortunate part about this is, um, many people can be asymptomatic, right? Um, so I would just say take proper precaution and be smart. But realize that you're serving a function and that you're actually helping uh, society and, and your community at large. Um, and, and that should be something to be proud of, I would say. Now, um, you know, you talk about like, you know, wanting like 
you recommend people find find their hobbies. You recommend uh, mindfulness. Uh, what are maybe some specific practices you would suggest? Um, something that a number of my patients have been doing because they've been able to work from home is uh, engaging in yoga, uh, meditation. Um, so I would definitely recommend those. Even you know, even when there's not a pandemic, those uh, techniques or those hobbies I think are pretty great for clearing out the mind to be able to be uh, in touch with yourself and kind of throwing out the garbage that, um, you know, kind of fills up throughout the week, um, through, you know, through responsibility and pressure from, from work. So I would, I would, uh, suggest that, um, I know where you enjoy music, you like to make music. So I think, uh, with a lot of free time that we're suddenly afforded, if you have an interest like that and maybe you've never had the time, now's the time to be able to kind of focus on yourself and, you know, become a creative, a more creative person. Um, we know that being more creative allows uh, individuals to sort of feel more fulfilled and happier. And that's always a good thing. I I really can't vouch for that enough. Like, just any kind of outlet for creativity is is so I think necessary for for your well being, uh, both mental and physical. To be quite honest with you, and for me, like you know, at a time in my life, it was it was playing music. At a time in my life, it was jujitsu. Um, and you know, obviously, when you can't go to the gym, when you can't do your favorite sport, one of the things you can do is you know uh, the arts. You can paint. You can you know uh, play an instrument. You can start a podcast. Uh, about potpourri um you can you know you, like if if you've always wanted to start a twitch channel or a youtube channel now is the perfect time to do it uh because you know the, a lot of people might be paying attention right now um any any sort of like you know learning a new language um all these things any any anything to get you into that flow state i find is is just incredibly like beneficial and, and important so yeah good to hear that uh, Ahmad, any any other tips you'd like to give before we let you go? Sure. Um, I just wanted to uh, add on to a question you asked about uh, social media earlier. Um, I think uh, what I what I want to mention is that due to sort of the uh, origins of COVID nineteen, uh, what we're seeing is a lot of xenophobia and kind of social stigma for people who are you know of Asian descent, specifically Chinese. Uh, I think you're seeing this obviously in the, in the, unfortunately, the U.S. government when they're discussing it as a Chinese virus, um, and th these type of this type of language kind of spreads uh, like wildfire on the internet. And I think uh, to be mindful of what we say and how we say it about this pandemic, it it's it's beyond a like a um, continental virus it's it's a it's a humanitarian issue at this point and so i think if you see something online of of xenophobia i would say you know do your part um speak up and, and defend those who are just kind of being unfairly attacked and it's, it's not it's not right and it only adds to the misinformation uh about this uh about this disease i appreciate you bringing that up uh Amon. um like, honestly, like I'm from the city of Toronto where, I mean, I feel like I've, I've, I've been lucky in that I feel like I've been relatively sheltered from like, you know, very big acts of racism. 
in 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 Toronto. I mean, of course, it still exists, but I'm sure it's it's a lot worse in other places than it is in, in a multicultural city like mine. Um, but mm-hmm. I mean, it it definitely does feel like a more tense time right now. In particular, like if you see an Asian person out there wearing a face mask, which you know, regardless of I think what you think of a face mask, these people. I would say are wearing face masks, not necessarily just to protect themselves, but to protect everybody else. It is part of yeah. the culture in Asia to do that. So, um, I, man, I saw a video like on online yesterday of like just, um, people at a grocery store wearing a face mask, Asians wearing a face mask in a grocery store and being kicked out for, for, I don't know, causing, I guess, some sort of con- conflict by, so by wanting to protect themselves. It's ridiculous to me. I never thought I would even see something like that um, in my own city. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, tensions are really high, everybody. Just uh, be compassionate, I would say. And, um, you know, if people choose to comfort comfort themselves or, or think that they're mm-hmm. protecting themselves by uh, doing something like wearing a face mask, like, just let them do it. Let them be. Treat yeah. them like, like regular people as well. Thank you so much, uh, Amon. Yeah. Uh, can I just say something before we uh, wrap up? Because I wanted to make a, a big point about um, obsessive compulsive disorder and yes. hypochondria, health anxiety. Yes. Um, they're kind of not, they're not the same, but they're kind of in a cluster of things. So with this pandemic, uh, for individuals who just who suffer from OCD in general or health anxiety, a time like this is incredibly, incredibly uh, damaging for them. So. Um, as we take care of ourselves, it's important to not make others nervous, right? Because we don't know uh, how others are handling this pandemic. And so, um, again, it kind of goes to the social media point about just being um, mindful and and speaking up for others. Uh, it's important that, you know, while you and I might be struggling uh, the way that we are, there are others out there who are struggling in silence who have these kind of um, pre-existing uh, difficulties with um, anxiety and OCD and, and contamination, fear of contamination. So, um, it's just something to be mindful of and maybe checking in with friends and family who might be susceptible to it. Maybe you've, you've noticed it, uh, during this pandemic or you've noticed it in the past. Just check in, um, let them know that you're there, you know, just be there for them. So I think that's really important to be mindful of. Thank you so much, Ahmad, uh, for, for suggesting the, the conversation and for, uh, I think providing, you know, a lot of help for people who need it right now. So, uh, appreciate it. And you know what? Maybe this would be a great time to, uh, work on Photoshop as well during this downtime. I, uh, I could do that. Um, I've thought about starting a Jersey Short podcast. Wow. Um, Amazing. I, I, I love that show and it's, it, it's comfort food. So, uh, maybe I'll do that in the, in the next uh, couple of weeks that I'm, I'm that sounds, available. That sounds terribly exciting. Okay. So we'll, maybe we'll have you back on to, to talk about that whenever it's up. Sure. All right. Thank you, Ahmad. Always nice talking to you. Yep. Thank you. Take care. See you. That was Ahmad, but everybody, a licensed professional counselor from the state of New Jersey. Thank you so much for, for the conversation. Uh, okay, I'm going to have the phone lines open for the rest of the show. We're going to go per- about as, as long as we could. I do have to perhaps get going a- after a certain period because uh, I have to, like, you know, duties are, are kind of increased for everybody. And I have to uh, pick up my fiance actually, from 
her work at the hospital not too long after this. So let's uh, let's try to fit in as many phone calls as we can. Uh, if you guys have any thoughts on your mind, because I, I definitely like Ahmad said, now is a great time to you know try to reach out to everybody. I kind of wish like we could even do like one of these a bit more often. Maybe we'll we'll kind of even consider that. But to hear from everybody right now is uh, 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 something that that I I definitely uh, consider a privilege. Um, so do call in post at post wrestling on Skype or one seven three two eight hundred forty four twenty three. Um, this person has been trying to call in for quite a while. We got a John. John, you are on the air. Oops, give me one second. John, I'm going to call you back because I think I did video instead of phone. So, uh, John, you are you there? Yes, I'm here. How are you? Hey, thank you for your patience. Thanks for uh, making it through. No problem, man. Where are you from? I'm just happy. I'm from Toronto. Toronto, cool. I've called here before, so uh, I'm one of the few people who have to actually work through this. Like I work, I'm a night manager at Loblaws, so oh wow, you know it's yeah. So because of that reason, I like have to like I can't see my friends or family, so it is pretty tough for me. Uh, but outside of that, it's just all the cancellations and postponements of stuff is really like, cause I'm a baseball fan, you know, re- wrestling fan, like all that stuff is being postponed. So that's the really tough part. And, you know, even like going to, like, I can't go to the movies or anything. So that's, that's what's really sucks about all this. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so, but like, and I commentate wrestling for super kick and we're doing like an empty arena show tomorrow. Mm, so it's right. going to be very weird to do that. Uh, but for all you wrestling fans, if you guys want content, Superkick's releasing its whole library tomorrow on YouTube for free. So if you wow. guys want to kill some time, watch the wrestling. And I mean, like I said, thank you for for, pod, for podcasting. Go through all this; it helps. It helps get through this crazy night because gro- working grocery store during all, all this is crazy, like yeah. real crazy. I, I would certainly say, you know, like something like this has has kind of definitely, I think, increased my appreciation for people who have have jobs in, in places like that because I think I believe like it was like um there's like a state today that recognized like groceries uh people who work in grocery stores as an essential service and uh whether or not like it's officially recognized I think it's you know I personally recognize it because um you know we wouldn't be able to survive without people who uh have jobs like yours yeah and just like for people just a, a great a, a thank you to your like when you're Checking out a, at whether it be a grocery store, Walmart, fast food, even in Toronto here, TTC would be just appreciated because, you know, we have to work. We, we can't stay home. We have to work through this. So the risk of us catching it is even more. So that's like, I mean, outside of that, like for Mania, I don't see why they don't just postpone it to June. I heard a rumor that they were thinking about doing a June WrestleMania Madison Square Garden. Like, I don't see why you can't do that. This two-day mania with no crap like it takes away everything that makes mania great like you're you're mania is supposed to be this big spectacle of an event and with no fans empty arena like no set no pyro no fans it's just i i'm gonna have a hard time watching this mania this year yeah it definitely seems like they they have their own reasons for doing it uh again um you know it's it's certainly i think debatable um who knows? Who knows? But uh, who knows it'll, if it'll even happen? Um, but... I, I hope it doesn't, to be honest. Because mm-hmm. I also think, like, a lot of matches need, like, I don't know just me, but a lot of matches need fans. 
Like, can you imagine like Fiend and John Cena without fans or Goldberg, Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre, Brock Lesnar, even the Edge, Randy Orton? I think you need fans for those matches, and without it, it's I, I just you know the the the, the epic Roman Goldberg, which I was looking forward to, without fans just doesn't seem like good. So I just hope they do uh, postpone it. What would you do with the TV after WrestleMania? I would, I would, I would postpone. I would just postpone all shows and put on. You know, I'm like I listened to your guys' show on Sunday, and I agree. Just find some content to put on. You know, whether it be like having two wrestlers discuss a past match or something like that. Because like I watched it Austin. Austin is my favorite wrestler of all time, and that was hard to watch. It was. Yeah. It was hard to watch Stone Cold with no crowd. Like, I mean, like they were. I don't know if they were, but you can air part two of Ruthless Aggression era, like on on that on that time slot. Like, there's stuff they can do, and then while you're airing that, maybe you film the PG era. I don't know if they're gonna do that, but you have time to film stuff and put it in in the spot, and you're gonna take a hit. And I think the problem that I see with Vince McMahon is he thinks he can get through this while not taking a hit. When other companies that make way more money than the WrestleMania is is going to take a hit, like NCAA tournament, which makes probably billions of dollars, canceled. Masters postponed. NBA and all the leagues are taking a hit, and Vince seems to think he can get through this without taking a hit. I think that's irresponsible on his part. I think shareholders, everyone will understand if you just postpone it till June. That's my opinion because it's very hard to watch an empty arena match. Thank you so much for uh, the call, John. Thank you very much, and stay safe, Wei. Thank you, you too. So, uh, yeah, as John mentioned, um, Superkicked is a local wrestling promotion here, and it seems like they'll be putting a lot of their matches up for free on their YouTube. That is Superkicked, S-U-P-E-R-K-I-K-K-I-C-K-D. K-I-C-K-D. So, uh, you know, it's... uh, Everybody seems to be, you know, handling this from from a a different way, and... uh, I'm actually really thankful that on over the like the past hour we got to hear such a great cross section of of um people from all all parts of the world including you know Italy uh, including people who work in 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 uh, uh the the uh, you know uh grocery store food industry um people who work in mental mental health and of course people who work in professional wrestling as well so um not going to go through the AEW uh NXT ratings right at this moment unless they are up right now i'm just gonna check to see if show buzz has them if not um i think you can wait for john to uh or, or, or andrew to post that up a little bit later no they're not up yet so uh apologies everybody and uh, not not that you know not to say that that's even all that important at the moment you know given the the state of both shows but um do go to postwrestling.com to stay updated on the on the, on the news uh john and i will be back tomorrow on the patreon feed for rewind a smackdown um i believe uh let me see uh british wrestling experience they'll be up uh tonight i want to say tonight or tomorrow at some point uh with their latest show obviously talking about uh the will osprey b Priestley match from the wrestle talk show uh they'll be talking about i'm sure everything that's been going on in europe uh as it relates to this sunday we have the rocky maivia picture show where nate is going to be reunited with brian mann as they review two of the rocks movies so that certainly can't come uh, uh at a better time right now this weekend wh park is back with thunderstruck it's a double dose of wh 
double dose of WH. I love that. Uh, WH Park is back with Thunderstruck in the morning. In the evening, he and John will be doing a post-pro-rest show. So uh, thank you so much for everybody. Unfortunately, no more calls right now, but um, we'll do this again next week. Uh, I I was I I was a l- little bit you know worried about like whether or not this would really go through doing it by myself, but I it, it's thank you all for for making it work. I I really enjoyed the past hour fifteen minutes. We'll do it again, uh, maybe even more so than this, uh, because uh, yeah, post pro rest Sunday night, double shot returns on Monday on the Patreon feed right here. We'll be going through the FCW documentary, the Bret Hart Steve Austin interview currently on the network, and who knows whatever what else will be up there. So. Thank you guys all for joining me. Namaste.